We love you guys. This is your church. Glad everybody's here today. If this is your first time at the bridge, we're just so glad that you're here with us today. Thanks for joining us in the Sunday morning worship time as we honor God and learn from his word. Really are glad you're here. If you've got any questions today, stop by our Connection Center out in the lobby. They can probably answer any question you have. If they don't have the answer, they'll find somebody that does know the answer to it. And then also you can check out our website, thebridgechurch.tv. Thanks so much for being here. Can we just put our hands together and welcome our first-time guests? Thanks for joining us today. This month, we've been doing a series that we've called Seriously, and we've been teaching on purpose. Today, I'm going to take a break from that series because there's something else that we've been doing this month that I really want to talk about for a few minutes, and then we want to put this into practice today. Throughout this month, we asked you, starting the 8th day of January, which was a Sunday, we, we asked you to join us for three weeks through today, praying and fasting for the church. Fasting for a number of things, but specifically that people would find their place in the church, in the body of Christ, that they would settle in, get connected, that they would make connections and begin to develop purpose and begin to function in the body of Christ because everybody's got gifts. Everybody has God-given talents, abilities, gifts that we need to be using to touch our community and to touch our world. So we asked you to join us in fasting and praying this month, and our staff has been fasting. I know a lot of you have been fasting. You know, not, not, as, a, not as a show of pride, but how many have been fasting and believing this month for God to do some new things? Isn't that great? I was telling first service this morning, uh, if God's going to do new things in his church... That means he's going to have to do some new things in our lives because the church is people. Say it with me. The church is people. So if God's going to do new things in the church, he's got to be doing new things in our lives. And most of us are like, yeah, that's great. Uh, that guy over there, he needs something. And that gal over there, she needs something new. But we like to just sit still and, and leave ourselves out of that. We need to have our hearts open to God doing new things for us and in us and through us at all times. But today, what I really want to talk to you about, I'm going to ask you to turn to Mark chapter 11 in your Bibles. If you don't have a Bible, it's okay. We'll have the verses on the screen this morning. But throughout this month on Wednesday nights, we've been having prayer times. And by the way, throughout this year, on the first Wednesday night of every month, we're going to have a special time of prayer here in the auditorium from 7 o'clock until 8 o'clock. Youth service will be going on. Child care will be provided. But from 7 to 8, the first Wednesday night of every month, we're going to be praying here in the church. So that means this coming Wednesday night is the first Wednesday of February. So we will have prayer Wednesday night at church. So throughout this month, we've been praying. For those of you who haven't been here, we've been praying for a number of different things. But today, I want to talk to you about prayer and faith. And I have a very short message because... I don't want to just talk to you about prayer. I want us to pray together at the end of service. With our teenagers in service today, which we do every time there's a fifth Sunday on Sunday mornings, with the teenagers in the service, I want our teenagers and our children to learn how to pray at church. How many of you think that might be a good idea? Because I'm going to tell you, prayer will help shape your life and build your future. You learn to walk with God by talking with God. But for the next few minutes, I want to take one verse 
and I just want to dissect it a little bit. I want to talk to you about prayer and faith and what we need to be doing today in the next several days. Look at Mark chapter 11, verse number 24. Very familiar verse. Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Jesus said, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. I want you to do something with me today. I want you to read that verse with me right out loud. Read it with me. I'm going to lead you as we go. And I want everybody in the room to read this and think about what you're reading. Here we go. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Read it one more time. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. I want to ask you to do something with me this week. Young people, I want you to do it. Moms and dads, grandpas and grandmas. I'm going to ask everybody to do this. Highlight that verse in your Bible. If you've got it on a phone or a device of some kind, highlight it there. But this entire week, every day this week, I want to ask you to read that verse. Corey had a great idea. He already put it as his screensaver on his phone. So every time he looks at his phone this week, he'll see that verse. I want you to read that every day. If you've got it memorized, I want you to just speak it every day. I want you to speak it over your life and speak it to yourself to remember the words that Jesus said. Jesus said, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Because a lot of people, even in the church world, say, well, why pray? Why should, why should I pray? What's, what's, what's it all about? What's the purpose of prayer? Simply stated, prayer is communication. Prayer is talking with God. It's not just talking to God. It's a two-way conversation. Prayer is talking with God. It's talking to God and then listening for the Holy Spirit to bring you his response two-way conversation but this morning I, I want for a few minutes to set your eyes on a couple things the Bible is jammed full of promises everybody say promises promises are like gift certificates it's God saying here this is what I'm willing to do in your life take it and receive it cash it in and receive it the Bible is jammed full of promises for us today. But in this passage of Scripture, in Mark eleven twenty four, this is Jesus speaking to you and me every single day of our lives, but I'm going to emphasize it today. This is God speaking to this church, to everybody in this building today, everybody who's watching online, even those who are still in their pajamas drinking lattes. God is speaking to you today. God's speaking to us. He's trying to get a message through to us today. But this promise that Jesus makes, that I will answer your prayer, this promise carries an assumption. There's something assumed here that we need to take into grasp. The assumption is that we are praying. Whatever things you ask, when you pray, when you pray, when you pray. And the question today is, are you 
praying? Are you talking with God about what's going on in your life? Are you asking for his help? Are you asking him to get involved? You know, it's interesting. When Jesus began his ministry, he would slip away from his disciples. And sometimes in the middle of the night, they couldn't find him. In the early morning, he was gone. And they'd go out looking, and they'd find him all alone praying. And the, the disciples came to Jesus and said, Jesus, teach us to pray. John taught his disciples to pray. Teach us to pray. Well, why pray? Well, can I tell you why you need to pray? It's because God answers prayer. God answers prayer. Prayer is an invitation for God to get involved in the circumstances of your life. Some of you don't know this. Did you know God needs an invitation to get involved in your life? He does. He needs your invitation. And when we pray, we are inviting God to come and get involved in our circumstances. Jesus says, when you pray. Many years ago, I was pastoring in a, a different area, and I began to look for a curriculum to help new believers in their walk with God and get them started walking with God. And w- when I looked at the subject of prayer, almost every curriculum I looked at talked about the discipline of prayer, the discipline of prayer, the discipline of prayer. Over and over I saw it. You get to discipline yourself to pray. Well, I know there's a certain discipline that if you don't set aside a time or time aside to talk with God, you probably won't have time to talk with God. You've got to make time for those conversations. But it bothered me that it was always the discipline of prayer. Because I'm going to tell you something. If you understand prayer, prayer is not a discipline. It is a delight. It is delightful to talk to God about your problems and knowing when I talk to him about those things, he's going to get involved in the problems that I'm dealing with. When I have needs and I talk to God about it, I know that God's going to get involved. He will answer my prayer. So prayer is not a struggle and a discipline. Prayer is an honest delight when we're talking to God. And when we pray, have you ever stopped to think about who you're talking with? It's the God of the universe. I mean, the one and only. That's who you're talking to. And he's listening and he's speaking back into your life. And the beautiful thing is he addresses you as his child, his son and his daughter. He loves when we talk to him about what's going on in our lives. But in this verse, there are three words and three thoughts that I want to share with you this morning. And Like I said, I'm going to speak briefly because we're going to be praying today. But number one, I want to keep that verse on the screen. And I want to just kind of dissect this verse in three little pieces. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask everybody say ask it's interesting that jesus on different occasions told us that we are to ask god for the things that we need and the things that we desire we're told to ask there's something about asking he said you need to be able to pray with a certain expectation so therefore ask for the things that you are needing and when you ask for those things then you can expect God to get involved in your life but why ask why ask well let me put it this way why is it that so many of us struggle with asking I mean my wife is all the time telling me you are so stubborn and independent anybody else's wife ever tell them that any other guys in the house ever hear that? Okay. How many wives wish your husband would be a little bit more independent and do some things for himself? I'm one of those guys. I just take care of stuff. I just, you know, I just do what needs to be done. 
And sometimes she'll say, I'll get it for you. No, don't you sit down. I'll get it. And she's like, please, just ask. Let me do something for you. You know, I think sometimes God's looking down like, would you please ask me for something? Please, I've got this warehouse full of stuff. I want to meet your needs. Would you please just let me know what you're needing? I, I want you to ask me. Why is it we have so much trouble asking? Well, I think there are a number of things. Number one, pride. Pride. Because, you know, yeah, we're self-sufficient. We can meet our own needs. We can take care of ourselves. And I don't want to go bother God with this. I can figure it out on my own. I don't, I, I don't have to bother him with it. I, I'll figure it out. It's okay. This pride issue comes up and gets in the way. But isn't it interesting? We're too proud to ask, but we're never too proud to complain to God about when things aren't going right. That's good preaching. I mean, we gripe to God about everything that's going wrong, but we're too proud to ask him to help us solve these problems. Another thing, some people say, well, I don't pray because I just don't really think God's listening. God won't hear me when I pray. I'm not, I'm not sure he's listening to me. But yet, we believe he hears every dirty word that comes out of our mouths. Why wouldn't he hear everything else that is offered to him as sacrifice and praise and worship? And then I think another thing, some people say, well, I, I, don't, I don't ask God for things because I really don't feel like I deserve it. Well, what have you ever received from God that you did deserve? I mean, if he's willing to forgive all of your sins and bring you into relationship with him, that's the biggest thing he could ever do for you. Why don't you think he wants to do the rest of the things? Jesus said, if you being evil can give good gifts to your children, how much more does your Father in heaven want to give you good gifts? He wants to bless us. So he said, ask for what you need and I'll give you what you need. But we've got to be willing to ask. Jesus even went so far as to say, the Father knows what you have need of even before you ask. But he still told us to ask. He didn't say, so don't ask. He said, ask. Ask. It's on the Father's heart already. So let me ask you today, what do you need from God today? What do you need God to do in your life right now? What are you asking for today? Are you in need of something that is impossible in your eyes? Are you needing something that you look around and you say, well, there's just no way I could ever do this. I don't see any way this could ever work out. This is impossible. Those are the very situations that God loves to get his fingers in. Because he's the God who says, with me, nothing is impossible. Nothing. Nothing. As a matter of fact, if you're facing impossibilities today, God is your only hope. So you need to ask. So number one, ask. The second word in this verse, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe, 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 believe what? Don't just believe God is there. Don't just believe he's God. Don't just believe he sent his son. Believe that you will receive the things for which you're asking. Ask, and then he said, believe. So we're going to ask with an expectation of God answering prayer. And then we're going to believe with this anticipation that my answer is on the way and I'm receiving what I've asked for from God. If God doesn't answer prayer, why would he ask us to pray? Think about that a moment. Ask. 
Ask, ask, and then believe that God is going to answer the prayer that he asked you to pray. Believe. If, if you look in the original writings, that word believe, it, it's, it's a different word, but it's, it's made from the same root of the word that's faith, translated faith. What he's saying is, when you pray, ask, and then have faith. Have faith. Now, keep in mind, keep in mind, three things Jesus said. Number one, ask. It's a command. Ask. Number two, believe. Have faith. It's a command. It's not an option here. We ask God based on his promise, and then we believe. Why? Because God can't lie about things. So therefore, we believe God for the things that we've asked for. Have faith. Have faith. What is faith? Hebrews 11.1 1 says that faith is the substance. Everybody say substance. Faith is the substance of things that we hope for. Throughout the New Testament, anytime you see the word hope, in the original writings, it means expectation. Faith is the substance of what we expect God to do. And then he said, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence. Everybody say evidence. It's the evidence of things that we cannot see and put our hands on. Things that the natural man cannot touch. Things that the natural man cannot observe and take in. So what he's saying is, faith is to believe God and to know in your heart that God's going to do what he said and you expect the answer even when you can't see where the answer is coming from. Even when you don't know how God's going to do it, yet you believe God is going to answer that prayer and meet that need. That's what faith is. So Jesus commanded, ask, and then you got to stand in faith and believe. Honest, sincere faith is always based upon a promise. It's based upon what God said. That's why you can have faith. That's why you can believe for the impossible. Because nothing's impossible to God. And if he said it, he will do it. It's dependent upon him. So believe him and let him work in your life. I'm sure there's somebody in the house today saying, yeah, but, but you don't know my situation. My situation is a mess. I've got a real impossible situation. Well, let me back this up for just a minute. To put it back in context, we're looking at Mark eleven twenty four. We're going to go back one verse to verse 23. And I want you to look at what Jesus says in verse number 23, just before he said that. He said, for surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Now, now look at the context. Jesus has just told his disciples, look, if you have faith, you can speak to that mountain. And he points at the mountain and says, you speak to that mountain, you command it to move, and God will move that mountain if you have faith. It'll be cast into the sea. It'll be gone forever. What he's saying is any impossibility that you face, if you pray and you ask and then you speak to that mountain in faith, it has to move. And then he turns right around and says, so pray about it. Pray about it. 
Pray about your mountains. Pray about your impossibilities. Whatever you're facing, pray about it. And I know there are Bible scholars and, and theologians that are a lot smarter than me who will say, yeah, but when he's talking about that mountain, he's talking about a specific government and he's talking about this or he's talking about that, on and on and on and on. When we go back to verse 24 one more time, I want to show you something. Jesus said, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Can I tell you, you have to be a theologian to miss it. It's that simple. <laughs> it's that simple. He wasn't speaking in parables. He wasn't hiding things. He was making it clear. Ask and believe that you can receive the things that you need in this life. When I was a teenager, I started learning this. I started praying for things. I started praying for things I needed. I started praying for the desires of my heart. Really, as a little boy, I prayed for some things. You know what I found? God answers prayer. God began to prove himself because I asked and I believed. Here's the issue. Some of us believe God can. How many of you believe God can? But it's another thing to believe God will. And it's one more thing to believe God will do it for me. A lot of us struggle with that. God wants you to believe that because of what Jesus did for you on the cross, it opened the door for God to answer your prayers in life and do for you what he said he would do in his word. He wants you to believe him. Believe him. Have faith. Believe that you receive what you ask. I heard a story many years ago about this older lady. She was widowed, and she bought this piece of property because it was near the ocean. It was up on a hill. And from parts of the property, you could look and see the ocean. But in the middle of the property, if you stood in the middle, across the street, there was this hill. This, it was a small hill, but, you know, to her it was a mountain. And if you stood right there, you couldn't see the ocean for the, for the hill, for the mountain. And so she had a house built there, and she had a huge picture window to see the ocean. But when she got her house built, the way they placed the house, when she looked out her picture window every morning, all she could see was this mountain. And she started praying one day and said, God, you know, I'm all by myself. I built this house. I'm going to live here the rest of my life. I want to honor you with my life. But, Lord, I'm going to ask you to move that mountain out of the way. It keeps me from seeing the ocean. That's why I built my house here. I love the ocean. I want that view, Lord. I ask you to move that mountain. She started praying. She started telling her friends, I'm praying for God to move that mountain. And her friends just laughed at her. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God's going to move. Yeah, yeah. Months passed. few years passed. One morning, she woke up early in the morning. She heard rumbling motors and noise. And she got up and went outside. Somebody had bought the lot across the street and needed to level it to build a house. And they were, had the excavation equipment out there. And they were leveling that lot. And they moved the mountain out of the way. <laughs> and she grabbed the telephone and started calling everybody she knew, saying, God's moved the mountain. God's moved the mountain. God's moved the mountain. Doesn't matter how God does it, when he does it. God is going to do what he said. So he said, ask, and then believe me, and watch me move your mountain out of the way. God will do it. And then the third thing he said, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them. Receive. Believe you receive them, and you will have them. He didn't say believe that God can do it, believe God will do it. He said believe that you receive it. Now, I want to talk about this word for a couple minutes before we pray. Because if you look in, in the original writings, and I know I've done this once already, but let me just give you one more little nugget here. If you look in the writings of the New Testament, almost every time you see the word receive, 
if you look it up in the original writing, it's a word that means to reach up and take something. In other words, it's not, okay, God, if you drop it in my life, fine. It's not that kind of faith. It's a faith that says, okay, God, I'm ready. Pass it to me. I'm ready to receive. There's a difference between this and this. How many of you, how many of you husbands ever have your wife come and ask for something? And normally she gets what she asks for. How many wives have your husbands come and ask for things and normally they get, oh man, I don't, a real lull in the house there. Come on, don't get off the train yet. How many wives say, yeah, normally, how many wives have your husband ask for things? He's like, honey, can I have $5 for lunch today? You know, I learned, I learned about that firsthand. You know, we have chick connection, you know, when it's in season, it starts again in a couple weeks here. Chick connection, the women get together and they have these huge offerings. We have man to man and we can't get a dollar a man. And I realized the women carry the money. Give him his lunch money, okay? Stay with me. What things, whatever, whatever it is you ask, when you pray, believe you receive them. Believe you receive them and you will have them. You will receive is what he's saying. Believe you receive them and you will receive. You will reach up and take it from God. A lot of people give up on prayer. They give up on the process. Usually it's because of timing. Because we believe in miraculous, which means right now. Right now, right now. So we're going to pray this morning for things here in this building. And some of you, if it doesn't drop into your house by tomorrow morning, you'll give up a little. And by Tuesday, it's a little more. By Wednesday, you're struggling. By Thursday, it's like, eh, he ain't going to do it for me. And you give up and walk away from it. But that's not what Jesus is talking about here. Believe that you receive. You see, when you pray and you ask for that, in the heart of God, it's already released to you. The problem is sometimes God has to get you to a particular intersection to meet that need. Sometimes God's got to tug on some people's hearts to do some things to get them in the right place to give to you and to bless you and help you meet that need. Sometimes, and I say this every now and then about prayer, sometimes God's got to move furniture around the universe and he's shuffling stuff around trying to get that to you. And he's saying, just be patient. I'm working on it, okay? I've answered your prayer. It's already in motion. Just believe that you receive and keep walking. You know what he's saying? You need to learn to start living like this. Get your hands out, believing that you've asked and you're going to receive. I've asked. Now, I hope this week, if I see any of you around town, in the mall, in the grocery store, at the gas station, I see you walking around like this. <laughs> That's faith. That's faith. Ask. Then believe. Ask based upon his word. Believe he's God. He cannot lie. And then walk around with your arms open waiting for God to meet that need. And if you've been walking for five days and he hasn't answered your prayer, don't get discouraged. Just realize you're five days closer to your answer than you were last Sunday. The answer's coming. The answer's coming. God has a time for everything. In essence... When I ask and I believe that I'm going to receive and I walk in that, I'm walking toward my answer.
You understand that? I'm walking toward the answer to my prayer. Don't stop walking. Keep your hands out there. Wouldn't it be amazing if we all started living with our arms open wide? Can you imagine what would happen in our church if we started living with our own arms open wide? Can you imagine the blessings that would flow into our lives if we'd start asking and believing and then living with our arms open wide, receiving? We wouldn't be able to hold the stories that would spill out of God's goodness. God wants to pour blessing into your life, but God's designed us to ask for the things that we need. And then stand in faith until God answers that prayer. This morning, we're going to spend some time in prayer, but before we do, I want you to bow your heads for just a moment. I would imagine in a crowd this size, there are probably a number of people who are sitting back saying, you know what, this all sounds good and great today. The only problem is I don't have any assurance that God would hear my prayer because I don't know God. Maybe you've listened to this and you've thought, wow, I've got so many issues. I need, I need so much supernatural help. There's so many needs, so many mountains in my life. I don't know what to do with all of them. And I just wish I knew God would hear my prayer. I want to take a moment right now and I want to tell you, if that's you, you've never committed your life to God. You've never asked him into your heart. Or maybe you once did, but you've gotten far, far from God and you've, you're, you're way, long ways from home. I want to tell you, God loves you today. God knows where you are. He's drawn you here by his spirit. And right now he's probably knocking on the door of your heart. And even if you don't understand what it's all about, you know it's real. If God's knocking on your heart today, God's telling you, I want to forgive your sins and wipe away your past. And I want to bring you into relationship with me. He's already paid the price for your sins through the blood of his son, Jesus Christ, on the cross. Now he invites you to come into his presence. So today I want to lead you in a prayer. That's how we invite God in, with simple words. It's that conversation, communication, where we ask God to come and get involved in our lives and become the Lord of our lives. I'm going to ask everybody in the house, young and old alike, I'm going to ask you to pray this right out loud. Everybody pray it from your heart and just wrap your faith around it. Let's pray these words together. Say, God, I need you. And I open my heart to you. Please come into my life. I believe in Jesus. He's the Son of God who died for my sins and was raised from the dead. I accept Jesus as my Savior. I choose Jesus to become the Master and Lord of my life. I will follow you from this day forward. You are my father. I am your child because of Jesus. Thank you for receiving me. Amen. Amen. I want to pray right there because before we pray this morning, I want all of us to be able to pray with confidence. I want everybody in this house to be able to reach out to God for the things that you need. And if you just ask Jesus Christ into your heart, if you'll join us in praying today and just asking God for the things that you need, I promise you, God will get involved in your life. But before we pray this morning, here's what we're going to do. We're going to partake of communion, the Lord's Supper, together. And before we do, I want you to listen to these instructions real quickly. The ushers are going to pass out the emblems to any, anyone who might have been missed. But hear me, please. 
You don't have to be a part of this church, a member of this church to partake of communion. If you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we want you to join us. If you just now prayed that prayer, we want you to join us. And I'll explain to you what we're doing as we go. But if you didn't get the emblems of communion, but you want them this morning, just lift up your hand, hold it up for just a moment, hold it up high, and the ushers will find you. Give us just a moment here. The ushers will find you. I want everyone here today who knows the Lord to partake of communion with us. Give you a chance for just a moment there. Is there anyone else we might have missed? We don't want to move forward unless everyone is prepared. Ushers, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Doing a great job. Anybody else? Is there anyone anywhere? If we missed anyone, get your hand up high. Okay, I think we're covered. Let me, let me explain to you for just a moment. If you just received the Lord, let me help you understand this. The same night that Jesus was betrayed and taken away to be crucified, with his disciples, he told them, he took bread and gave them bread and said, take this bread, break it off, take a piece of bread. He said, this is my body. It's about to be broken for you. Take it and eat it in remembrance of what I'm about to do for you. In the same manner, he took a cup and he gave them to drink and said, take and drink because this is my blood, the blood of a New Testament, a new contract, a new agreement with people in God. It's a new agreement. I seal it with my own blood. He said, drink this as often as you will in remembrance of what I'm about to do for you. In our church, every fifth Sunday, which is every three months, basically, we do this together to remember what Jesus paid for our redemption. But let me tell you the story that goes along with this that, that involves answered prayer. In the Old Testament, in the temple, the Old Testament Jewish temple, there was a part of the temple that was separated from the rest of the temple that no one could go in there except the high priest on special occasions. It was called the Holy of Holies, the most holy place. And in front of that most holy place, there's this large curtain, a high curtain, a thick curtain, very heavy. And it was there to keep everyone out because if anyone went into that temple who didn't deserve to be, or into that behind that curtain who didn't deserve to be there, they would instantaneously die. When the high priest, who was the only one who could go in, when he went in there, they always tied a rope around his ankle in case he died while he was in there so they could pull him out. It was a holy place because it was a place where one person went to represent God's people and one person represented everyone and he carried all of their needs and their burdens and their sins to God on their behalf. The next day after Jesus took that bread and that cup and gave it to his disciples, Scripture says when he bowed his head and said it's finished and died on that cross, the Bible tells us that supernaturally God split that veil, that curtain right down the middle, and it fell open, and it made a statement to you and to me, all believers of all mankind, that everybody, everybody could come into the presence of God in the name of Jesus and bring their own needs to him. 
You might be here today and say, well, I hope the pastor prays for me. God says, you ask and you believe and you will receive. And I've sealed it with my own blood. And every time you think of this, understand you're my child. I love you and I want to meet all of your needs. And that's why we do this today. To remember not just what he did and the price he paid, but to remember the benefit and the blessing that comes from it. That curtain's open today for us to come and ask and receive in Jesus' name. So I'm going to ask you to take that bread. I like to hold it in my hand and just break it between my fingers. His body was broken for us. Let's partake of the bread together. In the same manner he took the cup, blessed it. He said, drink, this is my blood, the blood of the New Testament. Let's partake of the cup together. we just take a moment and thank God for what he did through his son Jesus father thank you for Jesus thank you that his body was broken his blood was shared for us father I thank you that he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities the payment the punishment for our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed and made whole body mind and spirit we thank you for that today in Jesus name Amen. Amen. I want to ask you to stand this morning, if you would, please. Right now, the ushers are going to pass containers down your aisle. You can take what you've got there in your hands and just drop it in the container and pass it on down the aisle, and the ushers will pick it up on the other side. We're going to pray together in just a moment. I'm going to ask Ann to come and join me. How many are ready to ask God for the things that you need today? Are you ready for that? As soon as the ushers are finished, we're going to pray. ushers to finish so that everyone can join us without distraction. I even want the ushers to be involved in this day. I want them to be able to pray with us. Great. All right, they're almost finished. Let me share what we're going to do today. We're going to pray over three specific areas and we'll tell you about them one at a time. When we pray, what we're going to do today is we're going to ask you to join us in prayer. Okay? We don't want you to stand back and listen to us. We want you to pray with us. If you're not used to praying with groups of people, you may think, well, isn't it confusing, everybody praying at once? Well, every church in town is praying at the same time. If God can hear 17 different churches, or pardon me, in this town, 317 different churches, if he can hear all 317 pastors praying at the same time, he can hear all of us praying in this building at the same time. So... We're going to pray this morning, and first of all, when we started this month, we told you we want to be fasting and praying that people will find their place, their purpose, their function in the body of Christ. I want you to find your place in this church. If this is your church home, church home, I want you to get involved and find your place. I want you to begin to function. I want you to use your gifts. I want you to make friends and get connected so we can touch our community and our world together. 
So I'm going to pray for you right now, and I want you to join me praying for yourself and those around you right now that will find our place, okay? Let's pray about this right now. Father, we lift our voices to you right now all over this church, Father, all over this building. You've given us a great mission. You've given us a great purpose, a great calling to be a bridge between heaven and earth. And Father, I pray today that people all over this room will begin to understand you have a calling on their lives. You have a place for them. You have a purpose for them. You have a function for them, a place where they need to be involved. Father, I pray from the youngest to the very oldest person here, God, give us a sense of purpose. Begin to stir our hearts about things that we can do within the body. Begin to show us our place. Help us to meet friends and get connected that we can fulfill your purposes in our lives, God. And Father, I pray for everybody who calls the Bridge Church home. God, show us our place. Ignite our hearts and give us a passion to get in that place and make a difference in our world, Father. And I pray that in the weeks and months to come, this church not only grow in numbers, it will grow spiritually. It will grow as far as volunteers. It will grow in every area. And we will reach out and make a difference, not just in this community, but in the surrounding communities throughout this world of the things that we're doing, Father. We thank you. We praise you. And we honor you in Jesus' name. We thank you for a purpose and a place and a function. Guide us now by your spirit and help us get settled in and connected in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll give God praise for that right now. Would you join me? Thank you, Lord. I'm going to ask my wife, Ann, to lead us in prayer over needs that are present in this room today. If you've got a need, physical, spiritual, material, mental, maybe it's a situation in your family, if you've got any need, I need you right now to lift your voice and ask God. Everybody say, ask. Ask God for the things that you need. But here's what I want to do. I want to get people agreeing with you. If you've got a need in your life today, I want you to lift one hand right now. Just Don't be, don't be afraid. Just lift it up. Look at this. All over the room, there's hands raised. If your hand is not raised, reach out towards somebody around you or reach two hands in two different directions. Start praying for people all around you right now. And go ahead and lead us in prayer. Father, I just thank you that you know each and every person here by name. You know them intimately. You know every detail of their lives. And God, I just lift all of these needs to you right now. God, we just join our faith together in coming before you and asking in faith, God. Father, I pray right now for those who are facing decisions, who are in need of wisdom and answers. God, I'm asking that you would pour out divine wisdom and guidance for them. Father, show them what decision to make. Show them how to go forward. God, order their steps. God, lead and guide them every step of the way in Jesus' name. And Father, I pray right now for those in this place who are in need of physical healing. God, I thank you that you are our healer. You are the great physician. And God, I thank you that you sent Jesus to die on that cross for us. That by the stripes of Jesus, we were healed. It's already been done. So God, right now, I'm asking that your healing power would just wash through their bodies, now bringing cleansing, bringing wholeness, bringing life in Jesus' name. I speak health and life to bodies. I command sickness to leave now in the name of Jesus. And Father, for those in need of emotional healing, God, those who are hurting on the inside this morning, God, I'm just asking that you would pour 
your healing power into their lives, God, bringing restoration and healing now in the name of Jesus. And Father, I pray right now for those in this place who are in need of financial, material provision. God, you are our provider. You are our source for everything. And God, I ask right now that you would open the windows of heaven, that you would pour out blessings beyond what people can contain. God, I'm asking that you would cause businesses to prosper, that you would bring new business in to people who are in need of business. God, that you would bless people on their jobs, that you would position them for promotion, Father. God, that you would help people who are in need of jobs, find jobs, open the doors that they need for just the right job. Father, I'm asking that you would bless people, that you would cause provision to pour into their lives from unexpected places. Father, I thank you. Your word says that you supply our every need according to your riches and glory. And God, I just ask that every need would be met above and beyond in Jesus' name. And Father, right now I pray for relationships. God, I pray for your healing where relationships need healing. God, I pray for marriages. God, that you would strengthen marriages, that you would heal marriages, that you would restore marriages now in the name of Jesus for family situations and other relationships. God, I'm just asking for your divine intervention. God, that you would soften hearts, cause hearts to turn toward you and toward each other in those relationships that have been strained, God. Bring healing and restoration, we ask in Jesus' name. And Father, I'm just asking right now that all across this place, those who are agreeing with us, praying online, God, I am asking that your supernatural peace would just flood over their minds and hearts right now, God. God, no matter what they're facing, when in the natural it might seem like there's no reason to have peace, God, I'm asking that your supernatural peace would just flood their minds and their hearts now in the name of Jesus. God, I'm asking for a supernatural strength to just rise up within each person. God, that they would be strengthened deep on the inside. And God, that there would be a sturdiness and a um, just a confident assurance in their hearts of knowing that you've got them. You've got their situation. You're in control. You're in charge and you've got it. You're taking care of everything. Father, I pray that we would just have renewed hope today and we would fix our faith firmly in you. And God, we just have that confident expectation of knowing that as we've come to ask that we can believe that we receive what we ask. Because we thank you that you are faithful and there's nothing too big for you. So we give you praise. We lift our voices to give you praise in this place and to thank you for meeting every need above and beyond in Jesus' name. One more prayer. I want us to pray last of all today for people that you know, family members, friends, co-workers, People who are really on your heart who don't know the Lord who need to come to Jesus. You know, eternity is a long, 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 long time. And if somebody's on your heart, and really there should be somebody on your heart somewhere, today I want to pray for them. And here's what I want you to do I want you to call their name in prayer. I want you to call their name. We're all going to be lifting our voices. You don't have to scream it, but I want you to call. You may have 17 people's names you need to call today. That's great. Maybe you're the first one in your family to come to the Lord. You need to be praying for your family. 
Let's pray this morning and let's ask God to grab their hearts and bring into the saving knowledge of Jesus, okay? Join me in prayer. Father, right now, last of all this morning, God, in this prayer, we lift our loved ones to you, family and friends, people who don't know the Lord. And Father, all across this room right now, people are calling other people's names. Father, I pray right now as names are called that you would send out your Holy Spirit to begin to knock on the doors of people's hearts who don't know you. Father, there are people praying right now for family members, moms, dads, grandpas, grandmas, brothers, sisters, nieces, nephews, children. God, there are children who are away from God who need to come back home. Right now we're praying and we're believing you, Father, to bring them back in. For neighbors who need to come to you, co-workers who need to come to you, old friends who've never accepted Jesus, or those who are drifting away from you. Father, we call their names right now and we ask you even to send out your angels to ordain pathways that they would come face to face with the truth and you begin to knock on the door of their heart and convict them of their need of a savior and turn their heart to you to trust you wholeheartedly father and bring them into relationship with you save them father in the name of Jesus we pray and God we ask you to help them to understand bring them face to face with eternity and understand the shortness of life and the long 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 unending of eternity Father, I pray, bury it in their hearts and turn their hearts to you now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Give God praise one more time this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. While we're worshiping God, let's sing praise one more time before we change the order of things. Your name is high. Your name is greater. All my is in you your word unfailing your promise unshaken all my is in you let's sing together your name is higher your name is greater all my is in you
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Mark eleven twenty four. one more time. Can I get it on the screen? All this week, three words. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive and you will have them. Amen? Amen. God bless you. You can be seated this morning. I want to say this real quickly. If you prayed that prayer earlier and you asked the Lord to come into your life and you surrendered control of your life to Him, got a little tool I want to give you called the next seven days. I promise you, it's just a little booklet we want to give to you, no strings attached. We want to give it to you. You start doing a little bit of reading each day. It'll help you understand God's plan for your life and how He wants to be involved in your life, okay? Please let it give us to you. Let us give this to you today. When service is over, there'll be prayer teams here at the front of the building. If you need special prayer for something, they're here. If you just come down and just say, hey, can I get the booklet? They'll give it to you. If you want to visit, great. If you want prayer, great. If you just want to get it and go, no problem. Just get it, you can go. If you're in a rush, go to the Connection Center out in the lobby. We'll give you the very same booklet there. We just want to help you get started walking with God. Can we welcome new family members into God's family today right now? One more time, can we thank Pastor for such a great message this morning? I don't know about you, but my faith, my faith is full. I did, I did already put that verse as my background on my phone. So all this week I'll be seeing it, I'll be believing, I'll be praying for it. So this is, um, this is the time in our service where we worship God through our giving. If you're a visitor here, maybe this is your first time, I want you to know there's no compulsion to give. We don't ask you to give. Please be our guest. Uh, and, and, but if this is your home, if the bridge is where you call home, I, I wanted to challenge you with this thought. Earlier, Pastor was, he was preaching and, and he, he started talking about prayer and how as he searched for prayer, um, he, he saw a lot about the discipline of prayer and then he, he shared the idea that prayer it isn't, it isn't a discipline, but it's a delight. And I immediately thought about giving uh, this morning in first service. Uh, I was getting ready to, to share about our offering, and I immediately thought to myself, man, I, it is not a discipline to give, but it is a delight. And, and when you're in a church like this, it, you just have to look around. Even this last week, you just have to look around at what God's doing, and it really is such a delight to give. This morning, we have our youth in service with us. This last Wednesday, we had 140 youth come to service, and we had 30 give their life to Jesus. So it was amazing. And... Um, this last Wednesday, just so everybody knows, if you're seeing some shirts and some hats and stuff going around, um, we did this last Wednesday announce that we are changing our youth name from Student Life Connection to Bridge Youth because we are not a we are not a youth church. We are a youth ministry at the Bridge Church. We are one church, and so we wanted to bring unity. We're heading in a kind of a new direction. We're excited for what's happening, what's going on. So if you see those new hats, if you see those new shirts, they're just representing our youth group. But we're so excited about that. Wednesday, that happened. Friday, you'll hear a little bit in, a, in just a moment. This room was filled with ladies worshiping God, and it was amazing, amazing. 
Every single week back in community care, we are meeting tangible needs. Uh, I get to go and share the devotion back there and real people with real needs. And it's phenomenal that we are giving food, clothing every single week to these people. It's not hard to see how our giving is directly affecting people's lives. It's directly affecting our community. So this morning, as you give, I pray you would give with delight, not discipline. I pray that this morning you would give with joy, knowing that your giving is truly making a difference. Thank you so much for your giving. And while you give this morning, let's check out church news together. everyone, it's great to be in church with you today. We are thrilled that you and your family are here with us and we are very excited to see what God has in store for each one of our lives in the year ahead. We also have big plans for 2017 here at The Bridge and we hope that you and your family will join us. Here's what's coming up. Are you new to The Bridge? Want to find out how you can get involved? We invite you to come to Connecting Point. Connecting Point is the place to come and meet our team, hear our vision, and find out where you fit in. It's happening on Sunday, February 12th at 6 p.m., and childcare is provided for all kids, infant through fifth grade. Just sign up at the Connection Center or on our website. We look forward to hosting you and your family and helping you find your place at the bridge. A brand new term of Connect Groups will be launching in just a few short weeks, and we are very excited to see more and more people find family here at the bridge and build deeper relationships. Maybe you're interested in leading a Connect Group and you have a heart to help people build those friendships. I want to invite you to come to a Connect Group Leaders Info Meeting. It's happening on Sunday morning, February 12th at 10.15. That's two weeks from today, immediately following first service. It's in the Youth Center Cafe. Just stop by the Connection Center before you go today and sign up so that we can plan for you. We look forward to building the house of God together through Connect Groups. team would love to meet you and tell you more about everything that's coming up in church life. And if you made a decision to follow Jesus today, you can also grab a free copy of the next seven days at the Connection Center. We want to help you begin your journey of faith. If you want to stay connected, be sure to check out our website, thebridgechurch.tv, for details about everything that's coming up. We are excited about spending 2017 with you. All right, a lot of great things coming up. But as Pastor Corey mentioned, Friday night, 
This past Friday night here was amazing. We had an incredible event. We had Chick Night happening. We had 836 women registered for Chick Night. This place was loaded with women. It was incredible. We had more than way over 30 women give their lives to the Lord. We had well over 100 volunteers who made it all happen. And so I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone who served, to everyone who helped make Chick Night possible. Thank you so much. Can we give all of our volunteers a great hand? And we even had a big group of men who were here from early evening awesome. till 11 o'clock at night, setting yep. up, tearing down, doing all the grunt work. Hey, guys, I love you and I appreciate you. Give those guys a good hand. And we had a bunch of the youth here serving. Yeah, we did. We want to say thank you to yeah. you guys. Thank you so much for serving. Awesome. Before you go, a couple more things we need to share. Uh, we're getting ready to start construction on our lobby. We raised money for it last fall to everybody who gave. Thank you. Some of you are still giving toward that. Keep giving, okay? Just keep giving. That's a wonderful thing. Uh, we're going to start some of the pre-construction this week and some of the initial things. So starting next Sunday, you may come into the building on Sunday morning and things may look a little different. We're going to be under construction for a while, but it's still going to be very usable on Sunday morning. So I'm excited. It's going to be beautiful out there. We've got great, great, amazing plans. I'm excited for you all to see it. But just know the next month or so, maybe even six weeks, we're going to be doing some construction things out there. Second thing. Back just before Christmas, on a Sunday morning, we prayed for a team that was going to Belize on a missions trip. How many remember that day we did pray for those people? Uh, it was about 10 days before they were going to leave. During that time, a number of people in the group were affected because they had two different families had deaths in the families of mothers and grandmothers. As a result, most of the team was affected, so we postponed that trip until June. So the reason I'm telling you is, if you're interested in going to Belize in June, next Sunday morning after first service, they're going to have a meeting in the chapel. Be there for that meeting. They'll give you all the information you need to know at that meeting. And then one more thing, because we're getting ready to do the construction, we're having a blowout sale in the bookstore. And a lot of you have been buying books. I want to just tell you about a couple things that are great out there. If you're thinking, well, well what's, what's really good? There's one book that we have several copies of. It's called The Tale of Three Kings. It sounds like a funny little fiction book. This is one of the greatest books I've ever read in my entire life. I read this from time to time because it makes you look inside of you at how you're growing, how you're doing, working with leadership around you in every area of life. It's just 105 pages. It's easy reading. This is a great book. There's only a few copies left. Stop by and grab one at half price. It's a steal. We've also got several copies of Joyce Meyer's book, The Battle Belongs to the Lord, another great book that will help you understand spiritual warfare and how to win those battles. In one last book, we have a few more copies of The Blessed Life by Robert Morris. Again, this is a fabulous book. I promise you, this will really encourage your heart about giving to God and seeing him bless you. So just want you to know, we have several books still out there. Stop by and get them today before they are gone. God bless you. Have you had a great Sunday? Ask, believe, and receive. You may be dismissed.